Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. Today we have another one of our speakers that's going to uh, do a presentation at our conference in February in Richmond Hill, February 25th to 27th. Uh, and we'd like to welcome Landon Logie from the Culinary Tourism Alliance. Hi, happy to be here. Thank you. So I'd like you to just, uh, for our listeners, just go through a little bit about what the Culinary Tourism Alliance is all about and what kind of programs you guys focus on. Um, in short, we are a not-for-profit dedicated to putting more local food on the table by creating connections between our chefs and our producers. Uh, so we have a couple of programs in which we accomplish this. We have our Feast On Certification Program, which is a certification program that recognizes restaurants that are committed to sourcing and celebrating Ontario food and drink. Um, we also have, on the flip side of that, Feast On Certification for businesses that supply into food service. So the producers, uh, wineries, distilleries, um, distributors, um, and that's called our Preferred Purveyor Program. Um, we also have a membership program, so we work with um, the DMOs, so the Destination Marketing Organizations and the, re- the Regional Destination uh, Marketing Organizations, um, so we've created this amazing community, um, and within these different certifications and memberships, we work towards building Ontario's local food identity and then in addition to that we have a consulting branch um, where we you can actually hire us to help build a food tourism strategy um, among many other things Um, and then we also own the license for the terroir hospitality symposium which is the largest hospitality symposium in canada um, and that happens here in toronto in the spring so so that's a lot of stuff but the one thing i'm excited about with festivals and events is that for those events that don't have a local taste or they don't have a culinary element to their festival it's it's a great way to bring in a new audience and and to engage in a totally different way can you speak to that Absolutely. It absolutely is a great way to speak to a new audience and engage with them in a totally different way. Um, The amazing thing about adding a local food experience or a taste of place, as we call it, to your event is about enriching the experience for your guests, but it's also about telling a story. Um, And when you can connect guests with the chefs and the producers who work directly together, they get a little bit of a taste of of why they're doing this and why they're working so hard to source locally. And there's always, without fail, an amazing story behind, you know, how the chef met his farmer down the road or he found out that, you know, the producer across the street from him was creating this amazing local product and how they ended up working together and how they built a menu around it, a dish around it, or an experience around it. Back in the day when I was with Oktoberfest, we ran a, a, a an event called Stein and Dine, which was Bavarian <laughs> food paired with uh, with beers, and we had the equivalent of a Somali in the beer world. I forget what they're called. They've got a, a special designation, but a cicerone. Cicerone, that's it. And and you know you always <laughs> wonder when you do something for the first time. And we had a celebrity. We had several celebrity chefs come in and and host it year by year. But to me, the real key was that you had a winner was at the end of the event, nobody was leaving. Everybody was sitting around the table enjoying uh, uh, To me, that's the key of a, a, a real winner because, you know, I think we've all been to the, um, the sit-down dinners and, you know, sometimes in, in an evening people just can't wait to get home. But 
in this one with the local taste and it might help that there was 24 beers on each table and uh you know paired, <laughs> paired with great food but nobody was leaving we had to you know go around and say don't the hotel's closing up now we've got to move so just a great example of how to incorporate it and you know it becomes a fundraiser it becomes a, a new way to get the people in i love that i love hearing stories like that and for sure Food can be such a powerful form of connecting people, whether it's through stories or culture or just having people feel cozy over a good meal and 24 beers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, it can be super powerful. And when you take, you know, once you get it going and you get that culinary aspect into your festival, I mean, then you branch out to local restaurants and getting them engaged with menus during your time to, you know, if it's a cultural thing or or whatever, but it's a way to tie the whole community in to celebrate. Absolutely. Creating those relationships and strengthening those relationships through events is definitely part of what we do uh, and why we do it. So I, I absolutely agree. And the local the local taste, like when you say local for uh, for an area, how far out outlying are you going? And I know you've got certain programs that have fairly tight and stringent might be the wrong word, but parameters on, on, on what to meet and to get the designation? So for our program, for the Feast on Certification, local is defined as Ontario. Uh, we are a provincial program and we do celebrate Ontario food and drink. Um, but when we do events, um, and terroir, the symposium that I mentioned, would be the exception because we celebrate a broader range of local tastes of place. But when we do events, I'd like to take a, an event that we do called the Rural Retreat, for example. Um, and this is um, a retreat following the Terroir Symposium that happens. And it is about celebrating more of a hyper-local taste. So a region will host the event. And last year it was in Kawartha's Northumberland. And the entire event was about celebrating that region specifically. So no products were featured that were not from uh, the region and the chefs get a pantry to work with, a quote unquote, a pantry that we build for them. Um, and it's featuring any any ingredients that the region and we, we work with the regional tourism organization as well as chefs um, and local producers to build this list out of items that they want to showcase. Um, and then we build the dishes around it. So it's a hyper local experience and it's very much a local taste of place. And the other thing for people looking to expand their events, I mean, seasonal eating gives you an opportunity to do events outside of what you normally would do right because because you've got the winter you've got spring fall summer you can have different menus and our chefs are so amazing at this and i mean i just i think of some of our pop-ups um so we have ricky and olivia our brand ambassadors or there's uh, joel gray and his partner hannah they're from sumac and salt and they do pop-ups all throughout the year and they are such champions at highlighting it's not just about using ingredients that are seasonal because they put, they do their own preserving, for example. So you can have Ontario peaches in the winter um, if you do it right. Um, but then in addition to that, they also, they do showcase ingredients that, that you wouldn't think of that, that you can get in the winter or, you know, use this in Ontario instead of this and, and don't buy this when it's not in season kind of thing. Um, and yeah, they're, they're absolute champions of, of showcasing how you can do that and why it's important. For for those that haven't gotten into this, it, it's not as hard as one might think. If your community has a, a local farmer's market, if there's farmers that are selling at the roadside, you've got some local craft breweries, it, it's pretty easy to source that out in, in, in most communities. It, it is pretty, pretty. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, but I think you will definitely find 
partners and producers and farmers and chefs in the region are eager to participate and are eager to work together to build this kind of opportunity for their community and for their region. You know, if you approach them in the right way and you bring them together, I think you'll, I think you'll probably find that a lot of them are already working together. Um, but if you're looking to to create an event and execute an event that is entirely about showcasing a local taste of place, um, I think it is easier than you might think. When you're putting your events together, what comes first for you guys? Are, are you looking for that local chef that will help source the ingredients or are you going to the suppliers and then finding a chef, a chef to put it all together? It works both ways. We work within our program. So we work with our Feast on Chefs and our Feast on Preferred Purveyors, um, depending on the scale of the event, depending on what the client has asked for, for example. Um, I say we usually start with the chef. And we build out the menu and then we look to see where we can incorporate some of our preferred purveyors, some of our local producers, um, and always keeping top of mind people who are doing cool and different things. We always like to give them a chance to shine. Um, and a lot of our chefs and preferred purveyors already work together. So when we approach a chef and say, this, you know, this is the theme for the event, this is the menu required, et cetera, before we even have to say, well, can we go and, you know, and look to bring in this producer, they're going to say, you know, we're, well, we're already working with King Coldex, for example, or Kendall Hills Game Farm. And they've already, they work with them anyway, so of course they're going to use them during the event. And that's kind of the beauty of the program that, that we have. And if you're hosting an event that doesn't really have an, a, an element of sit-down dining, even in, in getting your food trucks that you've brought in, you know, having some sort of local flair contest or get them to create a special signature dish for your event, I mean, that's another way of bringing that whole culinary aspect in. Yep, absolutely. And I do some sit-down dining option. Food stations are always a great option. Um, super interactive. They can do live cooking on site or a cooking demo. And it's a really great way to, for chefs to have the opportunity to highlight the local ingredients that they're using to your guests. Landon Logie is our guest. She's from the Culinary Tourism Alliance. She's doing a session at our conference in Richmond Hill called Incorporating a Local Taste of Place and Keep It Zero Waste. Back in just a minute with Feel on the Air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the air. Landon Logie is our guest, and Landon's going to be a presenter at our conference in Richmond Hill. Uh, February 25th to 27th. And your talk is going to be about incorporating a local taste in place. Can you talk a little bit about what's that, what that's about and what our, uh, our, our customers can expect for that? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to expand on kind of the strategy that we have implemented in recent years in the way that we execute our events. Um, and for us, it's a little bit different because we draw on from our Feast On certified businesses uh, and preferred purveyors. So we have this existing network of chefs who we already know love to do events. We already know they're working with local food. Um, but I'm going to help delegates build a strategy to not only build their events from the ground up, but teach on outreach strategies, communication examples of how they can communicate to chefs and partners in their region um, to get them on board to do an event like this. 
um, as well as building a communication strategy for your guests so that when your guests come, they know that they're receiving this elevated food program, that everything, you know, has been sourced from Ontario and that's what we're celebrating and that's important. Um, and then in addition to that, I'm going to touch on a little bit about how, how doing events like this or how incorporating a local taste of place into your event and having a local food program um, can really strengthen your regional identity and strengthen relationships within your community um, and become an economic driver for your community. What what should people come prepared with? Like, if, what if somebody's not into, or doesn't incorporate a culinary element into their event? I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of people. But what kind of preparation do they need? Or I'm going to start from the ground up. Um, I'm hoping that delegates will come with an open mind um, and a willingness to participate. Uh, my workshop is going to be quite interactive. Um, I actually will start by doing a quick interview of the room. I'd like to know why each delegate is there and what they're hoping to learn uh, so I can tailor my presentation a little bit to make sure that I'm I'm really delivering what people are hoping to learn from this. And I'm hoping that we get some people with a good sense of humor because we're going to have some fun. And that's just it. I mean, that's part of what a conference is all about, networking and sharing ideas, right? I mean, uh, I would hope that people, that it's going to be a good mix of people that come to your session. You know, some people that are already doing it and looking at how can they enhance or grow their opportunities and sharing some of their stories of success. Yeah, absolutely. In your opinion, why should an event incorporate or get into culinary if they're not in it? I mean, I think culinary always adds such a fantastic and enriched experience for your guests. Um, I think, and I keep going back to this, storytelling is such an important part of what we do. Um, And storytelling is kind of, it offers a, a new level of engagement and the opportunity for your guests to really connect with what you're doing. Um, as we touched upon already, food is such a powerful connector between people, between communities, between businesses. So why not incorporate that into your event if there's the opportunity? Um, and specifically why you should incorporate a local taste of place has to do with bringing your own community and your own region together. Um, I mean, in addition, I have never seen people unhappy to arrive at an event to see food. So <laughs> there's that as well. With Ontario becoming so diverse, I mean, do you work with uh, different cultural groups and, and ethnic groups that are putting on festivals to to have that local element in there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you asked that because that is something that people, I think, believe before even approaching us that it's going to be a barrier um, that, you know, we're doing Ontario food, we're doing local food. So how can we represent ethnicities and different cultures? Um, and I really love to give the example of so our brand ambassadors, Ricky and Olivia, um, they often challenge this barrier and they do pop-ups that represent, um, I'm going to use um, Hungarian. Olivia is She's a Hungarian background. So they do a Hungarian roots pop-up where they use Ontario food and Ontario ingredients, but they still create signature Hungarian dishes. So it's amazing what you can find. And there are so many different spices. There's so many different herbs and plants grown here that you can use that are not, they're not the same. For sure, they're not identical to what you find in Hungary, but you can still provide that experience. Um, and it's not, it's also not about using 100% local food. It's about sourcing when it's in Ontario and it's the season, you know, buy Ontario peaches. Don't buy peaches from somewhere else. So it's okay to use other spices when you're making these dishes um, and to keep the recipes authentic, but it's about using Ontario ingredients when you can. Can you speak a little to the demographic of a foodie? And, and you know, 
are they more upscale? Um, I, I know they cross this, the the whole segment, but when you're looking at a new audience, what what does a, a foodie bring to you that you might not otherwise have had? I mean, that is such a that is such a fun question. Um, I think the fun thing about a foodie is so many people nowadays consider themselves a foodie and so many people have fallen in love with culinary experiences and culinary adventures. So we don't tailor our experiences necessarily to the foodie. We tailor our experiences to and our culinary programs to showcasing the best food and drink that Ontario has to offer. And we let it speak for itself. Um, and I think that's what's really special about our program and what people will find very special about learning what it means to incorporate a local taste of place and why this elevates your experience without you having to go wildly over the top to impress quote unquote the foodie. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And I think the other thing with is that ultimate foodie who's not the core of what you're looking at, but I mean, it's a, it's a good representation is they're willing to travel for the experience too. It's, you know, they're, they're willing to go to a Niagara and, and experience Niagara wine with, uh, with a taste of local, uh, you know, they're willing to, to go wherever there is something different that appeals to them. And that's, and that's, you'll find in my presentation, that's part of how creating these local food experiences can become an economic driver for your community. Because if you have a festival or, or a local harvest dinner, people are willing absolutely to travel for this kind of signature experience that they can't get anywhere else. And that's what we're finding. It's all about creating those special experiences for your audience. That, that mean more people, more and more people want that signature experience that you can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. And that is definitely something that we'll touch on in my workshop. Um, that's a big part of what we do. We are all about creating signature experiences. Now, the other thing that's tagged onto your session is, and keep it zero waste. Can you speak a little bit to that? With pleasure. Um, this is a recent development in our event programming, um, and it's something that was inspired by steps that we took last year with the Terroir Symposium uh, to create a zero waste event. Um, and we're not there yet. It is extremely challenging to do. It is extremely time-consuming, you know, budget constraints. It is it is a wild endeavor to create a thousand-person event and make it a zero waste. However, we are taking every step we can, um, and I've done a lot of research in the past year and a half on systems in Toronto, systems within your event, um, communicating these systems not only to your partners but to your delegates so they know what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and so that they know how they can do it as well. Um, so we're definitely going to touch on what it means to, to keep your event um, zero waste and how to work towards becoming a completely zero waste free event. Um, and because we are in the food and beverage portion of this, um, that's a, an extremely wasteful aspect of events often. So I'm going to touch on the strategies that we have discovered or that we have built and implemented that have taken uh, terroir a couple steps closer to becoming a zero waste event. Lynn and Logie from the Culinary Tourism Alliance is our guest. If you'd like to hear more about her talk at our conference in Richmond Hill, February 26th, 25th to 27th, go to feoconference.com and look under presenters and back in just a minute with Feo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. 
Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to Theo on the Air. Landon Logie is our guest, and we're talking about uh, incorporating local taste. And I guess one of the other things that um, I wanted to bring up is sometimes bringing your festival to the local restaurant is another opportunity, or to the local winery, and incorporating them into your festival or, or hosting at their venues. So do you have experience uh, on how to help people find different uh, settings like that in their communities? Absolutely. Um, And that's another really great point that I'm glad you brought up. Um, As we've touched on already, I mentioned that I think people will find that doing outreach in your community might be a little bit easier than you think. I think that you'll find a lot of local restaurants and producers and wineries, for example, as you mentioned, uh, who are really willing and really keen to do something like host a local event. So whenever we go into a community, um, for example, we are often hired to do what we call feast on receptions. Um, And we do these receptions for conferences, for private events, for consumer events. Um, And part of it is that we only use our FISON certified restaurants and our FISON certified preferred purveyors. Um, So, for example, we just executed um, a FISON reception in Northern Ontario for the Northern Ontario Tourism Summit. And we didn't have a lot of businesses in the area yet. We had a couple champions, um, but we went into the community to try and recruit people to be part of the program so that we could have them participate in this event for the summit um, and showcase their local taste of place to all of the delegates coming in for the conference. Um, And it was very successful. And we worked with restaurants and and breweries that we've never worked with um, who were very excited to hear about the opportunity, wanted to know more immediately, um, and ended up coming through in the end. So we ended up working with two new restaurants that we had never worked with before and two new breweries that we'd never worked with before um, and to have them participate in our Feast on Certified uh, reception. A lot of information, and I'm sure there's a ton more out there. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you prior to the conference, um, Landon, what would they, how would they do that? An email is a great way. So my email is quite easy. It's Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at culinarytourismalliance.com. Um, and then, or they could just Google Culinary Tourism Alliance. Our website will come up and there are all of our emails, all of our, our phone numbers. Um, it's call, Our office line is there as well. Um, I'm definitely around and would definitely be, be open and happy to connect with anybody uh, looking to get in touch before the conference. Landon, thank you very much for being a part of our FIO on the air. And we look forward to uh, seeing you in person at our conference. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And just a a little side note here. This was our 50th episode of FIO on the Air, and we want to thank you all for listening. And just to remind anybody, if you've got a a session you'd like to talk about or if you'd like us to find somebody and some information on a topic that's of interest to your festival or event, reach out. We're more than happy to do that. And, uh, you know, it's our our goal to continue on in this series and, and to bring you a lot of informative information. So thanks for listening. I'm Dave McNeil, and this is FIO on the Air. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.
Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.